Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have a bit of lovely 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult woo-woo pseudoscience for the ones who don't believe in mysticism, and it's okay. For the 5D plane, we all know about neuroscience and the hard consciousness conversation, and so we know when we have an adult in town, it's the healthy self-worth people which don't need to have anyone watching over them to be able and behave in their human nature. Now, they usually will be one of two things, determined with secure attachment and then with meta-awareness and the ability to maintain their oneness consciousness. It means to use their left and right mode to know meta-awareness means that if I get upset, I know I will potentially exaggerate. And because I was determined with equanimity, meaning I'm not going to be here to watch you all the time, you get to make choices, and it's based on if you want to or you don't want to. So let's not make excuses. The world doesn't revolve around any one of us, and it's okay to be upset about unknowns, unexpected, unwanted, because that's actually how life has worked. We have thoughts, feelings, desires. We can wish upon stars, and things can also not come true. And so it's okay to be upset. We don't need to blame God or the devil or evil or not evil or good or bad. And, and that's how you learn to be a functional adult. It's by being determined with a at least one person that would be a lifeline from your infancy as you grow up. At least one, because we're alloparenting. So with that in the back pocket, I'm attachment and trauma informed. I'm going to share love for all is... Ideal? No, it is the accurate term for a person who has healthy self-worth as a functional adult. And when they're in town, what you have is a Zen master from the Zen master story of Sadhguru, but we're not Zen masters. We're simply put either the restorative embodied self, integrated brain, your optimized human version, or in my case, 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult because I am a mystic because I have the ability to read tarot, Akashic Record readings. I am also a Reiki practitioner, Reiki master, so I can also help those who want to go within this sphere. And I do have a course on hold to finish up, but in addition to that, I have another course where I can continue to add to my toolkit as I will do that. But in the meantime right now, I love sharing what it is like to be a expanding consciousness human 101. And so here's where the story begins with, I watched a long time ago this uh, study. I think it was on Netflix and it was a TV show that was sharing about people and stuff like that, humans, the psychology, and they showed us children of the variety of ages. And I was thinking of the song Thriller, somebody's watching me. It's always like somebody's watching me. Okay, so when people believe in magic, dust, and fairies, like those who are 4D mystics because they don't move beyond spirituality. And so if you are an actual enlightenment soul age group spiritual person, you know the magic of this sphere of consciousness. And so you enjoy to have exchanges like Sadhguru does with academics, whether they are great and awesome 5D academics or great and awesome 4D academics, and that's because we love everyone, and because what a functional adult who is meta-aware and who lives their suit system knows how to do is to discern, no, no, we don't need to do that word either, 
Uh, we don't need to cheer each other on. Uh, we don't need to be spoon-fed. We know how to use our intellect because we know how to use our actual soothe system. The higher functioning brain areas of every person is only going to be accessible when I and you can look in each other's eyes. And your nervous system maintains your own ability to, wow, I'm going to be myself in the face of this person, vulnerable, all of it, all the emotions, all of who I am, everything. I will not work one day to be loved by this human being. Actually, in fact, my nervous system knows that if they don't accept me lovingly, mm, I have a person who is a teenager. That's how I call them. Who then has what I also know, thank you, attachment and trauma information people, Three broken heart year old and one year old, and they are looking to work for love to make sure they're horrible in whatever way, shape, or form, because an infant and a, and a child and a growing child, whatever horrible, somebody's watching me, oh my gosh, with an implicit organization that is not in the awareness of the adult that's leading. So there's so many ways I can explain to you why adaptive children are things no, there are people we see. The teenagers, they have all the certificates in the world. I will notice it immediately. And it will be because their nervous system will give it away. And I'm a nervous system too. And that's it. So mysticism on that note, when you move beyond spirituality, it's really fun. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group this way that I'm sharing, it's the human way. Okay, so back to the study. As I watch these children of different age groups and the narrator of the study sharing we tried this thing. We wanted to see how many children would cheat and if they would cheat when they were being watched over by a fairy. So they talked about fairy dust and fairy tales and you know, fairy, there's a fairy watching you from there. They showed the children and then they gave the other group no fairy. Nobody's watched. They didn't say anything. They just explained to both group, group A and group B, that's how studies are done of these children, and remember, it's not all 8 billion people, so please don't make generalizations, but I do believe they've conducted these types of studies more and more, but, you know, we can leave it alone and just say this is a subjective group of people that will choose to be understanding of why healthy self-worth is awesome, and we don't need people to watch over us, because whether it's a fairy tale or an entity you will call God or devil or de whatever you call it, the people who are independent, healthy, self-worth, zero, one-year-olds, we don't start panicking in our body because of anything, because we're not in the ancestry time when we were one with lions, bears, and tigers, at least those who choose to live in houses, in cities, like I do, because I did get lucky. I always say I'm a lucky, lucky duck because I did get to live in cities and I will not be living in places where I'm in the middle of a forest with animals. No, no, I want to live with people that I can use my mouth with, and that's it. And so, let me go back to the story, no, the study, excuse me, it's not a story, and then we'll do story time. But the study showed that the children that were being watched over by the fairies, and I'm not laughing because I shouldn't, it's not funny actually, uh, but they actually, the, the group, the majority did not cheat, I think there was only one of the little kids that actually was like, I don't know, do I want to do it? And I think one kid cheated, so they, they broke the rules of the game, they, they were given the rules, and so they were giving the ways of, of, of what not to do or what to do, and cheating to win the game, okay, so 
here's where there's done, there's a lot of more studies that people do, uh, and they, you know, talk about this stuff. So when people need to be watched over in an effort to behave, in an effort that, you know, you look out for everyone, we, we already know you're a child who, who, who is, in fact, not uh, equanimity, no. Uh, you have a story which, which, which was perpetuated by our ancestors because they didn't have the data of attachment and trauma. Today we do. So let me go to the other group. The other group that uh, was being, so the group that was being watched over, we only have one kid, if I remember correctly, that cheated. With the group where there was nobody watching, I believe we had a couple more kids than that other group. But pretty much it wasn't too big of a difference or something like that. But there was a big, there was still a difference, okay? So on that note, when you're a person who chooses how to handle yourself based not on who's watching you, somebody's watching me because you did not actually have a terrifying household, okay? Uh, and I'm using my subjective life experience, of course, as a 5D mystic to share with you this because I know I have secure attachment, I have differentiation of the self, I have an integrated brain. I know this because I've learned about all of this from the attachment and trauma good therapist, and I live it every day. And from people like Sadhguru, I learn about things that I already felt as a mystic, and obviously my relationship with the sphere of intelligence uh, also. But, you know, I like to allow myself to remember the resources that I use, which involve people that talk to me and inform me. Jesus stands as the example and my one and only true love, meaning he showed me the way the first time around, and I didn't need anybody else. In fact, God didn't change for me. God expanded to be what consciousness is. And that's an intelligence. And so it's still the same essence of life, which is love, because it's your ventral vagal nervous system like mine. Because that's the only time you're going to be your whole self is when you learn how to harness your embodied brain or you get a good therapist. So here's why Determined is very important, that book that I can't wait to read. But so are the educators. And it's not only the educators. The good therapist will tell you, like Patrick Tiahan, why if you have had childhood trauma, it's important for you to get a good therapist. And that's because your implicit organized way is actually maladaptive. So if you're a smart cookie, you won't say, I don't like what I'm being told. I want to keep on doing my shame cycle, inner critic, outer critic, fucking, drinking, drugging, and or eating or whatever it is that I'm doing that I know isn't bringing me any worth. No. So some people live the human suffering love narrative. They ruminate and they actually thanks to movies, because there's a whole bunch of 4D. Poor unfortunate souls, Ursula song, where they actually do what they do, in this case, because whether it's Ursula or another, it doesn't matter, because see, the minute that a mystic thinks they're saving someone is a minute, is a minute, no, it's the minute, I'm real, they're 4D. Or they're in the spirituality soul age, but not with Sadhguru. Because Sadhguru teaches you how to actually unconditional. No, he doesn't teach you. He gives you not only yoga and philosophy, but I took his inner engineering, his Shambhavi Kriya, so I know exactly what the programs are about. And I can tell you that they both lead you to be able to become a functional adult in the absence, though, of the psych education, which is why when in the Shambhavi Kriya I got emotional in a way of this is the most beautiful moment ever, and I'm so happy that you are here. Like every time I learn from my therapists in my courses of attachment and trauma, I get emotional a little bit less because they're a lot more 
you know, dry. So I know that the only way they're going to get to anyone is if somebody gets clear on the importance of their trauma. And as Patrick Tiahan, childhood trauma survivor and therapist shares, mm, no, most, most people don't actually do that. They, they make fun of people who uh, go to therapy. They actually even yell at them or they're whining to other people. There's like a whole bunch of ways. The teenagers, somebody's watching me, whether they're doing it because they think they're saviors and therefore martyrs and superiors, and they actually do think they have a magic wand. And like Ursula, who thinks she's a saint, and again, this is where a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult knows there's not a saint or a devil or a demon or any of that. Even those who see it, we understand what that is. I know Patrick McNamara, great neuroscientist. He's done a bunch of studies and knows how to prove to you through his studies, of course. You don't have to believe it like people don't believe in Reiki and, or they believe in the theologians who are claiming that it's not, you know, a, oh, excuse me, it's the devil's energy or something like that, that Lucifer. So there's these whole new types of groups, uh, Luciferian times and the esoteric metaphysics people. So anybody who's in that stuff. So anyways, spirituality, I only consider guru, sad guru. That's it. He's my man in this uh, arena because I have taken the courses. I know what he shares and what he's supporting is I can lead you to become a functional adult. So as this Shambhavi Kriya, before we even begin, he does a couple of things. And one of them is he begins with saying, I would like you to imagine something along these lines, because it was a while ago. Uh, mother, that's because the feminine, we all know the feminine is the unconditionally loving nurturer. That's, by the way, your soothe system. So it's when your body is in a restorative embodied self, because your masculine is your mind, and it's the divine masculine in your mind. That's how I equate it, and the divine feminine in your body. And so when you have restorative embodied self, which is your birthright as a human, but you have to get back home to yourself if you don't have, do not have secure attachment or, and excuse me, if you do not have secure attachment and a whole self that is a differentiated self with the ability of being meta aware, because that way, you know, when you're thinking with your left mode, which is the masculine, and then when you're feeling any sensation, image, thought, no, sensation, images, affix, meanings, and behaviors, that's going to come up from the right mode stuff. And that's your brainstem and whatever. That's how I explain it again. That's why I'm pseudoscience woo-woo lady when it comes to the academic stuff. But I do have resources to send you to. So on that note, uh, when stuff comes up, if your corpus callosum, which connects your left and right mode, are effectively communicating and you're the only one who can do meta-awareness. So it means you can pay attention. Wow, this really yucky feeling came up or anger came up. I'm going to take a minute to just sit with it for just a second hey, what, what, are you, what are you telling me, feminine? What, what's up, body? Oh, wait, that's right. I don't know anything about this, maybe. So when people don't know that they have a implicit and explicit memory, they don't know that their first three years of life is only implicit. So when sensations come up, they think, oh, what is this? This is stupid. Or they don't think anything. And they're like, I am right about being disgusted about polyamory people because I was taught how that's a sin, for example, just saying. That's just one random example that comes to my mind. And actually here, I'll use a tangible example. When I shared with somebody who is a smart person, I said, you know, when you share with me that you don't know where feelings come from, I have news for you because I'm attachment and trauma informed, as you know, this is a friend of mine. I said, what you feel has always a meaning. 
let me ask you, and this is a young man, I said, don't you think that with the household that you've described to me you have, that you felt humiliated and helpless in the minute that your lovely caregiver, who though you recognize is pretty much a narcissist, and so they don't know how to handle you when they're stressed, don't you think your three-year-old felt a little or more helpless? How have you felt? Have you ever felt emasculated? I forget what that word is. It's because I do follow up. He shared another one that would speak to him in a certain way to do this thing because he's a male and he recognized his own childhood trauma with his mother. I forget all of the story because he shares plenty of it. But in this case, when I'm speaking to my friend, I share with him, in fact, Patrick, that way he can see stuff. And on that day, there was a couple of things there were that were helpful. And as I share with him, you're describing me comes out of that on this occasion. As I'm talking to them, but yes, actually, always, as like, there you go. So don't crap on your sensations. They live in you because you were zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know your household. It's okay. We all know everybody does the best they can. So, you know, I just said, this is here. Let me share with you some more sources. And that was it. And they were very much uh, appreciative, as friends can be, when we're having great adult conversations, okay? And so this is what healthy self-worth is. It's I know how to share that I'm a mystic, that I'm a woo-woo, that I have attachment and trauma-informed, and that I know what I'm talking about in a way that is not let me lecture you into becoming interested in anything. No, uh, let me, since I'm a human too, and I learned these things, share with you what implicit memory is because, you know, that's how it works and people don't know about it. And I know they don't know about it because they are always talking about, I don't know what this is. So when people act in a way of like those children, and I used the study from the mystics, it's not about Ursula from the Little Mermaid, the 4D mystics are martyrs or superiors or the blamers that are codependent types. So they are people with crutches and human suffering love narratives who think they're more special than others because they have clairs. And then they go around actually engaging in, in things. And I will leave that group alone and continue my conversation with where I want to head because the point is not to compare in an effort to say they don't need, no, they are here, like the flat earthers, like our dictionaries that go through transformation. They're here because they exist. And what I know actually is uh, how attachment traumatization is something very serious. It's implicit. And human beings that I've met who have as well non-secure categories, so they treat their body like They have masters like I do bachelors, so actual graduates, some even have PhDs, they are actually some people who have platforms, I see them all over YouTube, everywhere and anywhere, and when they're good, I know who they are, and when I say good, it's because they are not uh, selling you a magic wand, they are sharing with you, like a grown-up, to the best of their ability, dumbing down, not because they're, no, they're trying to explain their subject matter of expertise to you, because they care about what they do, and they know that they can share with you what is good information. So they're not going to be actual assholes, by the way, to anyone. They can get passionate. I get passionate. You all know this very much. But 
there's one thing I know inside of me, I've consistently tried to do, that doesn't mean I've been successful, but I've tried, is to maintain a equanimous approach. So to not insult or to, you know, do something that is not necessary because the reality is every person who does speak serves and supports someone out there. And that is a truth. And it isn't because it's right. It's because of cognitive dissonance and there just being so many different types of subject matters out there and truths beginning with spiritual stuff, okay, which is where our ancestors come from. And when you talk about sciences, we unfortunately have people who are not in my book sciences, but in their book they are. So long story short, when a person knows as a healthy self-worth person that mysticism and enlightenment are not a special gift, and they begin with expanding of consciousness, we don't take away love from any of our oversoul members. And we don't insult them and call them uh, demons or devils or energy vampires or dark auras and none of that. So we don't need to be cheering each other on and saying that we're special and that we have a key to answer a prayer. And that's because even though we do understand when people in our lives say you're an answer to my prayers, and I've had the we all will have. I know I've had also answers to my praise, my prayers. So um, when these things happen, we still know the healthy self-worth person. No one is more special than another, and an answer to a prayer is not actually anything that is magical. <laughs> Consciousness is studied by neuroscientists under the perspective of law of energy and pluses and minuses. I don't know all of it because that's not my major, but I know that I can't wait to read physical, existential physics, excuse me, from Sabine, as well as determined from the lovely Robert Sapolsky, whatever his name is, neuroscientist, not because I want to dismantle, no, but it is dismantled for me meaning I can give you the data of why a human does what they do. And I could do that before, even just with the basic sociology, psychology, and existentialism, but this one actually brings it home because the biology, your implicit memory, is actually something so invisible to you unless you take a look at yourself and say, I'm a human and I want to love humans too, not a tree and not in the middle of nowhere, and I actually am a mammal. Therefore, it is an actual, humanly speaking, contradiction. So the, the minute you're awakened to this is the minute that you're awakened to yourself. If you need to be cheered on to this, you're a teenager, first of all, and maybe you will move out of that, maybe. And if you do, that's where we will talk, as if you all can understand and follow when you have meta-awareness. And so with your oversoul, when you know, because nobody is watching, nobody, no God, no devil, none of it, okay? Just um, right now, as a mystic who, yes, has an experience with the sphere of consciousness, but I'm trying to bring us to a specific space that I can be in, which is Shiva, nothingness. 
And so moving beyond the spirituality soul age group means that you conceptually understand meaningless. That's the word, meaningless. I'm no thingness. There's no charge in your heart that says yay or nay, none of it, okay? With that being said, this is the human condition. So some of us, we have no issue with being meaningless in our hearts. It doesn't create an uncomfortable emotion inside of me. I don't need somebody to watch me, to cheer me, to say that I am great and awesome. No. Now, if I'm in the presence of somebody who begins to get upset, I will have to recalibrate my nervous system because I will be picking up theirs. Or I will, because I'm a person that does have feelings and want to be part of a herd, I can feel sad and upset at an instant, you know, because if you slap me, meaning if you tell me something that's going to shake me up, I'm going to have a minute where I need to settle in. And that's the part of where, thanks to your oversoul, in my case, thanks to my oversoul, I can tell you mentally and emotionally, it's pretty much uh, all the surprises that I could have had, I did. Uh, you can't basically with an insult, if you will, or shame or whatever, there, all those uh, things that are in a, not a book, but um, what is it called? Um, hmm, no, we're looking for, but... What I can share is that the only thing that definitely will still have me going are those panic attacks and physical, so that type of stuff. But when it comes to relationships, interpersonal relationships, that's what I'm trying to say. I will have a lot of stories that you will never hear about, but that I know I'm like, yeah, this is good to have in my back pocket because now I know how that one is. And in fact, it was as a teenager where I began to realize once you've had an emotional and mental experience, it's not ever going to be the same because you had the slap. So you, you are awakened to the potential for that to happen. And because you navigate equanimity, it's not denying the emotions, it's processing. Those are two different things. So healthy self-worth can only happen if you love yourself first, which means you don't say, because somebody slapped me, I deserved it. Because somebody yelled at me, I deserved it. You sit and think, did I deserve it? One. And that's why you're not a saint or a devil, because sometimes you will have, accidentally or not, no, you know the difference, accidentally for me, but I will also allow myself to disengage from that word, because when people make up a story in their head, they will have the ability to say, no, no, you intended this, I believe in my subjective truth, I've had people do that, and you can tell me everything from today to tomorrow I will look at you with my blank stare and in my own subjective experience, you will always be the bad person in my story, for example. So I've seen those very exchanges because again, interpersonal relationships are always the same. So once you've had that, here's how a healthy self-worth person moves in through that, okay? So I'm gonna share from teenage land something that crossed my mind when I found out about that whole reincarnation which is whenever you will have had lives, you can have done something that you carry on to your next life. So if something bad happens to you, then that means that something bad you did, right? Okay, so you're a teenager, you have no idea about sciences and any of that, and you're contemplating a story in a way that involves, though, healthy self-worth, which means it doesn't matter who's watching over me. And in this case, I don't do 
as a teenager, all of that mystic stuff was not a part of my book. So I'm just thinking about God and Jesus right now and what I was taught about how to, you know, repent for sins. And so in that equation, I was considering reincarnation, which has nothing to do with my belief system. But I said, you know, it's not that it can't exist. So let's hypothetically say it is a truth. Then I am to believe that anything that is bad, quote unquote, because see, here's where you also learn how to say, was it bad? Or if I did something bad, am I therefore evening out the plane of my life now? Okay? And that's a conscious meta-aware person. And no shame. Contemplating a potential, because that's all that is. And in my equation, I said, well, it's a potential. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. And that's it. And that's because in the minute that you, without needing somebody to watch over you, make a conscious choice, how am I going to treat people? How do I want to treat you? And I chose maintain my heart body and value body. I would never, ever in a million years. And I chose this because of people talking about manipulation and evil and all this stuff. And I made a very conscious choice that if I was in no physical danger, I will not harm a soul or anyone. Doesn't matter. As long as I'm not physically threatened, I will not touch you and I will not uh, backmouth you. And that was because it doesn't feel right. And that's because a whole three-year-old heart with a whole one-year-old and a person that's using the brain will say, I would feel shitty. That's what shame and guilt, but it's not societal shame or guilt because I don't care about your opinion since I know you can label me the devil or a saint, especially as a mystic, independently from what words come out of my mouth. And I've seen the stares of people who believe their own subjective reality. And I have plenty of updated now recent interactions with people where I know what I'm experiencing, and I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking of that business uh, thing that happened a couple months ago. Oh my gosh, this person. So long story short, it's a professional who doesn't know how to do something of a service they offered. And instead of learning from our interaction, they literally didn't, like a child, let go. And they wanted to present to me, I offer to do this. And as I told you, I keep my word. Okay, so this person basically reached out to tell me, uh, it's time to come and do your teeth. And I'm like, I'm not coming. And they're all, I'm fulfilling my obligation as a professional. I'm thinking, wow, you know, my hygienist told me anything. So I did not share that data point to of the fact that they don't know how to clean teeth. And yet they had the opportunity to reconsider their business model to become a more effective, in my opinion, professional. And instead of doing that, they didn't actually take quote-unquote failure because I did fire them. I said, I'm not coming for cleaning. I was uncomfortable. They got a little upset and they said, don't you think it's rejection what you're doing? And I said, you know what? You're right. I can't lie to you. I am rejecting you. It is like a fail on a grade report card. I am not trying to insult you, is what I said to this person, but I would be lying to myself, and I did get emotional. I said, I'm not comfortable. I don't want cleaning from you. And if you want to ask me for more money, I'll pay you, but I, I'm not coming back to get teeth cleaned. This person also lives in my same parameters, so I get to see this human being. And, and I was very appreciative of that opportunity to stand up and not insult a person as that person was, of course, 
rejected professionally. But here's the deal. I learned something, me valuable, and I hope that they learned something and instead, like a teenager, but here's the deal, they're not a teenager. What they are is the personality type of not only are we good, but perfectionism and the fact that you actually did nothing except for ruminate on that or whatever it is, but you didn't expand your consciousness. So here's where that person's worthy. They have part of what they do, which is great. The other part of what they offer, they flop, they fail. If you're able to know who you are, you will know you have strengths and weaknesses without somebody watching over you. So that's why we don't behave a 5D mystic. And I'm laughing right now because I don't have childhood trauma, so I don't know shame. And for me, it's easy to share with you all how to stay within the love narrative. And I know that some people actually have a really hard time staying here. And then I know some people that they don't, meaning they could be here. They chose to do human suffering narratives and to say, for example, to studies of those children, see, see, everybody's going to cheat. Look at that. Look at that. They're all liars. Look at humans. They're all awful. Look how gross they are, basically. That's how it feels anytime I meet a person who's negative, which is why I stay away from them, especially when they're talking about my own species, our own species like pieces of shit, because it's a reflection of what they think about me, since I'm a human. And they don't know Christ at all, Jesus. No, they don't. They don't know God either. They don't know anything. They're distorting it without being meta-aware, because if they were, they'd know how to say, I don't like that thing, and so it makes me upset, like a grown-up can versus, oh, you poor unfortunate souls and I'm a saint saving you, or I'm a devil, because there are those who are like, I'm evil, and you're like, yeah, okay, great protective defense mechanism you got going on, and that's where you're going to know exactly nobody is actually evil, because a person who has contemplated evil, I raise my hand, I have not seen it, because I very much came across a lot of material. So on that note, I, I'm not going to digress into what that area is because either you understand what the data sciences share with us about human nature or you're a person who wants to believe in the human suffering love narrative and that's your own subjective right. As a, you have reality in your own head. And so that's the part of what a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult knows, which is why we're not here to prove shit. No, no. Uh, we walk the walk, we talk the talk, and we do the whatever, and we know that even if we're doing it, somebody's going to be like, look, you see that over there? That right there, my sweet son, daughter, what? that's Lucifer. That's a devil because they go against everything that our institution over here says. So remember, and you better stay over here. And so anybody can make up a story or two, and that's why people who don't uh, think about, oh, somebody's watching me, let me make sure I look pretty. We don't care which side of the coin you want to put us on because we're not trying to look pretty. We're actually just here doing whatever it is that is actually important because life is too short to spend it with teenagers who don't know how to bring people together and welcome all and that's because of unresolved trauma, transgenerational, cultural, religious, political, all implicit bias is the word of the day right now. And so, yes, they need somebody to cheer them on. And that's where your 4D readers are for, like Ursula, but in a different way than Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Because we got some Ursulas, but we also got some, you know, angel Ursulas, I guess we'll put it like that way. But 
for Enlightenment Soul Age Group, you know, we like to talk to grown-ups. So the, the, the kids, they got their, you know, 4D people, um, and that's all I have for that one, because seriously, if you don't know that mysticism is something people experience, it's because you don't know how to accept that you don't have Claire's one, for example. So that's why it's okay. Woo-woo pseudoscience. Don't have to believe in anything in the energy sphere. But I would say go look into the hard consciousness debate. You'll be fascinated by the neuroscientific community, existential psychology, and just existential physics as well. Look into all of the good sciences people, not the ones who are definitely very visibly ancient silverbacks and who are thinking that they're being watched over because they did not, and I'm not going to laugh about this one, because they don't know that they have defectiveness shame and they're still trying to make sure they're heard. The terrifying, frightening herd that they see that they're worthy to be saved, that they're worthy. I'm worthy, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. I'm worthy to be saved. It's so sad. I am worthy. This is a trembling one-year-old in the attachment traumatized body of a human being. And that is no joke. And when you see it having a toll on people that don't listen to sciences, but they don't want to talk about being a flat earther, well, let's just say that. You know how to nod and wave, boys. Nod and wave, like in Madagascar. And uh, not to say next lifetime. Uh, just to say, hopefully, they'll see the good trauma information. And at some point, ding, a little light bulb will be like, wow, wait a minute. I think I have that thing called childhood trauma. You know what? Wait a minute. I, I think I'm in toxic codependent relationships. Wait a minute. I think I'm actually the spiritual bypasser. Wait, I think I'm the martyr. Oh, wait a minute. Shit. I think I'm the blamer and that I think I save all these people and that I'm a nurturer. Wow. I'm so self-absorbed right now. But wait a minute. I was trying to work for love because my zero one-year-old didn't actually get accepted at home. Wait a minute. My, my emotions were suppressed. I didn't have the ability to actually feel my emotional body's disconnected. It's not offline. It's just, wow, wait a minute. I have shit. Okay, I'm going to go get good therapy, EMDR, child parts work, and the somatics or sensory motor because I came across some good childhood trauma people who educated me, and I know... That education alone is not going to do anything to my implicit memory because I understood what they told me. Reactiveness. I will not know how to feel. No, I will not know, excuse me, how to get out of a codependent relationship because I don't love myself first because I actually do feel like I want to please appease you all the time or I want to touch cry or I do feel shame and I don't feel that I'm powerful at all. I feel like a piece of shit right now. I keep letting people treat me like shit and I keep on doing shit that isn't healthy for, wait a minute, I'm going to go save me because I deserve to, because I know about good trauma informations and not the, there's a devil and demon and evil somewhere and someone's watching over me. So that's where 5D mystics are at with the data. It's healthy self-worth. It's a restorative embodied self, functional adults. And that's why with our oversoul, when we have non-disciples, you know, I'm going to share a side note. We have some future upcoming episodes, but when we have non-disciples, which are people who have basically codependent type behavior, so whether they are martyrs, superiors who want to change the world, and so they're special like that, or they're special because they actually are caretakers, and so they don't let go of basically the house that was toxic, and they don't ever realize um, 
So how am I going to put this one? <laughs> when you know a non-disciple, it's because they're going to try to have you move to their side. They want bystanders to say you're right. And it's going to be always very clear because of the energy. Oh, and energy doesn't always speak the truth if you're not a whole person yet because you're going to have implicit bias and you're not going to be able to check in on that one because you choose not to unless you do. If you do, then that means you know how to be in neutrality and to stop making up stories in your head and to actually just have conversations with people and not to have, you know, an oversoul where you're going to be like, I have my gloves on and I then have my gloves off and stuff like that. So um, when you meet people who are trying to be, be what they're not, uh, I don't know how to explain this one. All I'm going to share is that when I have non-disciples coming to me for stuff, I know who they are. And I know what they're trying to do. And when people try to throw people under the dirt, like my teenagers, I'm going to use that one. So when I would have my girlfriends come to me and say things about their exes, at a certain point, I would say, you know, I think you need to stop because you continue telling me they don't deserve love. And, and I don't agree with this. And you're upset. This is not humane. This is not kind of you. And, and furthermore, it's a contradiction because I thought you fell in love with them. I thought you did do all of these years are you telling me every single quality that you had fallen is no longer it don't you realize that you're being one-sided and that you're criticizing a person because you're upset don't you realize this is basically egoic and that's not the words I would use as a teenager I would just say stop no I would say everyone deserves love because Jesus again and I did get my confirmation at the age of 16 so I was very much aware of what I was promising when I went. I was told, you don't have to do this. Here are the equations. And no, I, I, I don't promise to the church my confirmation, and I wanted that for Jesus. And I didn't, at the time, realize how awful the institution was because I didn't have fear-mongering priests. I had those who are truly part of the Holy Spirit, who to this day, I most certainly know, follow the word of actual Christ. So I'm sad to see that an institution that has given me so much that I have to watch it burn in hell while they actually think that they're not. It's, I saw an interview with a person who is considered a person of status within this uh, institution talk about the actual man sad guru and yoga. And I didn't bother watching it because I was informed of what he was saying within two seconds. You know, people need something to believe on. They need a thread to hang on. And so, you know, they'll go and follow whatever. And I'm like, what a fucking hypocrite. How do you not notice? Oh, wait, that's right. Structural dissociation, cognitive dissonance, liar, liar, pants on fire. Oh, wait, no, distorted reality is what we got. Wait a minute, a non-objective human being. So you're not intellectually anything in my book that automatically, because I got a teenager in front of me who just said, like when I had Buddhists, people who are converted to Buddhism, when I'm going to only, because I have a friend of mine, I go to my friend's house to do the nam myoho renge because I enjoyed my friend and we had good times together. And in this party, I kid you not, I had one person ask me three times, why aren't you converting? Why aren't you converting? And I responded, because when I confirmed, again, I don't, go back on my word. 
So if one day I have this lovely institution say, you have to, I will say, okay, fine, because they will demand it of me. Until that moment, I know why I did what I did, my promise, and who it's to. So it's something personal, right? And, and that's where people will argue with me about it. But I also personally know they are not following the word. They hide books. They do. So this is the part. I know they're not following a word of someone, and that's all I'm going to say. So um, on that note, in this interview, this was on Italian mass media. <laughs> I'm seeing this human being who is somebody of a clergy say something like that about Sadhguru, and I'm like, there's a, there's a saying in Italian, look at where the pulp is coming from. So it's kind of like the kettle calling the kettle black. And that's why when people say spirituality is a cult or they're going and talking about uh, yoga as bringing demons out of you, it's all, it's, all, it's all distortion. If you don't figure that one out, then I personally have nothing to say because seriously, that, that's the part. If you don't understand what I just said, you are a person who leads with your implicit bias most people do without being aware of it. I don't have anything to say because it's your implicit bias, not mine. And it ain't the devil and it ain't evil and I ain't it either. But you can believe whatever you want. What I know is you got a fairy watching over you and you don't recognize it. Because uh, what I know is I'm not distorting anything. I'm legit seeing you, person of clergy, calling another person of a different clergy uh, the devil or whatever. Basically, you're making a snarky comment. <laughs> Like this person's a cult. This is not a cult, even though people love using words. So let's use words, shall we? You're a cult too. You're a traditional cult is what you're called. So is the other who is a spirituality, ancient, whatever, however many years. So you're equally people will hang on a string because they want to believe the puppeteers who, and that's why a functional adult, you know, you're not going to blind me. I, I can see through what you're doing and I can't believe you think you are what intellectually because you could regurgitate to me a gazillion scripts go for it I'm, I'm waiting oh I'm dying to hear all of that no I'm going to go and, and look it up in a computer okay so when we see non-disciples there you go and and really I don't even prefer using that word when I see a human being who does not have integration in the brain and restorative embodied self I know what I'm dealing with it's called a teenager who doesn't even know what's coming out of their mouth when the people in this Buddhist reunion kept asking me, I said, I chose confirmation. Thank you so much. I replied the same to another group of Christians who said, oh, but you can still come get baptized. I said, no, I've been baptized. I have communion and I have confirmation. I chose what I wanted to do. Thank you so much. I don't need to convert and I don't want to convert. I am good where I'm at. And this is the part of moving beyond spirituality. When people say, are you spiritual? Well, I know what I believe in, and I know what the Holy Spirit is, but I know that there is a group of those from the same institution that don't see me like that. But you know what I do know? And this is a gift that I got recently from a person who is part of the institution, and this was beautiful. And they looked at me as I shared with them about Reiki and tarot and all this, and he says, Holy Spirit works, and, and this touches my heart, because see, it does mean something to me. <laughs> but he says... You know, people don't understand what the Holy Spirit is. And that's the sad part of all of these human beings. I don't care about the clergy people because they're so up in their asses that they don't even know that they've been traumatized. Who knows what happened to their life for real? The people that are the masses. But see, again, the masses follow the story that the teenager wants to be true because they already had it in their brain in the first place. And that's the implicit bias. And that's where, uh, you know, we're coming to an end, but that's where no healthy self-worth, low self-esteem, blind eyes, 
Ursula is not a saint or a devil, but the poor, unfortunate souls, yes, they go to magic wands. So when people who are poor, unfortunate souls come to me, I give them what I can, which is my time. And in fact, this is exactly why the only time I take money with those lovely Claire's is when you're doing personal development, if you're a stranger, if you're somebody that is in my circle, I will be obliged or obligated and honored sometimes. I will be in a position of spelling out to you what it is. And nope, only Reiki, because that is actually a profession like a massage. So on that note, when I've had to accept, I understood why. But when it comes to tarot or Akashic record readings or anything that involves universal love energy, you're part of the same energy. And if you don't do personal development, I ain't taking a dime from you because I know that I don't have a magic wand and that no matter how much I can tell you and clear your aura or whatever it is, you're going to not learn anything because you're going to just think, I, I got my aura cleared. You will always know who a non-disciple is. And that's why when Patrick Tiahan points out in his posts, Reiki can't help you, energy can't help, that's the truth. So when I see my colleagues saying, I can heal your trauma in their little videos, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. No shaman, no tarot reader, and no Reiki professionals. You don't do that. You are doing what is called one misinformation. You don't know what you're talking about, and you didn't get attachment and trauma informed because you think your clairs make you special, which automatically makes me know you think a little fairy's watching over you. And that's your... There, there you go. So that's your thing. And that's a zero one-year-old who needs meaning in life because they don't know how to say, I give meaning to life. And that's actually the real truth is I will die. I won't know when I die. I have all these things that I can contemplate about my existence. They're all up in the air. And when you can accept that simply, I don't like it. I did that. I raised my hand. I didn't like having to think about no uh, there are some things and I still don't like that I I won't be aware when I go I don't like that one bit I, you know again you are a person who um either you get it meta aware or you don't but meaningful and meaningless that's marriage with Shiva and then the lovely and that's because of the good ones one is there. and so do a lot of other individuals uh to provide solace and 3D, 4D bandwidth is nothing more than evil. Ignorance is what I call it. So it's people with childhood trauma, implicit bias. They don't know because, no, they're going to say, I'm right. It's called cognitive dissonance. It's called their amygdala. There's a lot of ways I could talk about it. But basically, somebody is watching over them, and they're going to make sure to cheer each other on and be a part of that traditional culty cult, traditional cult and ethical cults. And so... Anybody who wants to talk to me about cults, I'll be like, yeah, sure, who's yours? Uh, if you love humanity, then you don't have a cult because our cult is actually the entire human species, which is where a healthy self-worth person is. I love all people. Does it mean I want to be around all people? No, of course not. The scale of 1 to 22, Michael Stone of evil, I will make sure to, to let all those people know about good trauma therapists. And I will make sure to stay away from Yes, all of them, but not because I believe they're demons. No, because I don't want to put myself in physical danger because I care about my life. And I will look to law enforcement like a person who's a normal human being who says, I take the appropriate measures. I don't need to say they don't deserve love because they did all these things like the teenagers in my years of teenager-ish, which got really out of hand to the point of where they're, I'm all alone, but I'm right here. 
No, but you don't matter. You don't count because, you know, you, you can't fuck me, basically. Uh, oh, wow, okay. Well, um, I'm so sorry for you. Uh, okay, and I just said, yeah, that, that's drama land. I, I don't do that, but okay, got it. And there you go, pat on the back. I'm so sorry, I can't be the one. Uh, and moving beyond the concept of the one, this is why it's not a challenge. We don't lose hope or faith, hoping and wishing. And that, that's the beauty of the solo polyamory person who has secure attachment. It's I do know how to soothe my nervous system and I do know what I'm interested in. And you can join the fun ride of tango or not. If you have healthy self-worth, you will join the ride because that means that you and I are always in good company because we're not competing. We're actually loving to share all of it. And that's because of having the knowingness, I'm healthy, self-worth, and so are you. I accept you how you are. You don't work for love. And you share with me who you are as you are, intimately, all of it. And nobody's afraid of getting rejected, even when you know you will disagree. It's, you're a shit. No, you're a shit. And that's it. Nobody's on a pedestal. It's called healthy self-worth. So with all humanity, this is why an enlightenment, functional adult, 5D mystic, will not be selling magic wands. They will be sharing with people what it is about unconditional love, which is why those non-disciples, when they come, they come in a specific way and they highlight the people that they want to throw under the bus as if there's going to be uh, somebody who's going to pick somebody and that's not how it works. Like I said, healthy self-worth. All people of our oversoul, which is all of humanity, into the infinite galaxies for a person who's a mystic and an enlightenment functional adult. We know intelligence. I mean, it would be hypocrisy and an inconsistency to say I pick favorites because we're one big ball of energy. You and I are of the same cloth. And lo and behold, the incan, oh, no, but some, no, 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 you and I are of the same cloth. <laughs> you just don't apparently accept that. You will have been in both sides of the coin. Somehow that seems to slip your mind in an actual way of, let me be humble. It's called, again, in your body, restorative embodied self, whole self knows how to be in a heart and say, I'm not a saint and I'm not a demon. I'm a human. And if you don't believe me, I know I won't be able to prove it because you don't believe me and I can see it. And my heart is in my body and my brain is in my skull. And no matter how many times you want to weaponize words, meaning use language to try and distort shit, I still know you can't read my mind. So when you make false accusations, I will know it because I know my inner world. Because I, without anybody watching, maintained it. And that's every person, by the way. Because you'll always know why you do what you do. And that's why if you make sense of your I likes and don't likes with that awareness, and you get to equanimity, you'll know the land of potentially truth once you get to be a grown-up again and again and again. It's I love myself and all with flaws and imperfections number. Again, loving acceptance. Don't work for love. Be who you are. And there you go. Vulnerability. It's fun to be tango partners in life. So that's where nobody needs to be watching. In fact, nobody is. And those people are great to be around because they're all open hearts. They have intellectual and emotional maturity. They want to have fun. They get it. They get the meaning and meaningless, and they're okay with it, and they love to explore subject matters. So it's really fun to be with people like that. As for those who do the human suffering love narrative, we just pat them on the back because that's all they really want. 
if they want drama, they know they won't get it from the human love narrative, so they don't come to us for that one. And that's all. And so, yeah, with good trauma experts out there, the world is in good hands. And that's where we'll cut it for today. If you have any questions, let me know. Have a good one.